the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food with a full bar, large dining area. Unique rustic setting. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And make sure you check out the brand new deck. It's beautiful. Fantastic. Folks, nice and mild this week. You can even sit outside. What a nice treat it is at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Well, folks, good afternoon. 106 now. Uh, I'm seeing some developments right now with uh, people are starting to react to the variant. Without question, uh, President, totally unrelated, but President Biden is apparently going to visit Kentucky this week. But people are starting to react to the variants, such as, I guess, Fidelity um, Fidelity was going to start to bring people uh back into the office and now that's that's on hold so a lot of um a lot of work or a lot of people are just going to have to you know you go to plan b you go to plan b which is going to be uh what people had kind of got used to and i think you know as far as the schools as much as the media is putting out about children testing positive the rhode island COVID tests are very, very slow. The Rhode Island COVID tests are uh, very, very slow. People, they're waiting a long time to get test results back for their children. I don't know why they haven't put, um, why they have not put more into trying to get you your results back faster. That I don't understand. All right, let me look at some other headlines. Jen Psaki explained Vice President Kamala Harris, President Joe Biden passed comments on Jesse Smollett on Friday saying everyone learned a lesson. <laughs> I love the fact that, that Jesse Smollett says he's going to appeal the decision. He just won't, <clears throat> he just won't break out of it. He absolutely just won't. That guy will not, he just won't break out of it. All right, I want to go to um, some of the local stories that we have. I, I know that there is a lot of pressure right now on Governor McKee to put in the statewide mask mandate. I think Massachusetts is going to distribute 2 million at-home rapid COVID tests. I think that's the way to go. Um, they need to start to make that uh, a much easier way to test because that's still that that is still uh, an unknown and things have changed quite a bit and and I would argue that this there's, there's, there's a number of people that are perhaps unsure exactly you know a lot of people aren't sure what they where they're supposed to go if in fact they they do test positive, so and and also folks, uh, good afternoon. Right now at one o nine on this Monday, boy, these Biden poll numbers are just brutal. More than two and three, sixty nine percent of Americans disapprove of his handling of inflation. Wow, um, 
57% disapprove of the econo- of the way he's handling it. Listen, the fact of the matter is he he's just he's not up to it, right? I mean, we know that. Um he, he's not up to the 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 job and th- this is people see through that. That's why you know, the number of people that actually think that President Biden is going to seek re-election in 2024. A little more than one in three Americans, 36% approve of his handling of crime. 36%. Listen, he he is he is Jimmy Carter, right? I mean, let, he, he's Jimmy Carter right now. So, but, and, and he doesn't have a handle on COVID. And I, I don't know why Fauci keeps going out there. I mean, it, listen, he did his job. <laughs> At this point, maybe, maybe let somebody else, maybe let somebody else run. Folks, how about this headline? In Florida, for the first time in modern history, registered Republican voters outnumber Democrats. Is there any wonder why the state is doing so well? Do you think you have that in Rhode Island? No. I mean, Rhode Island, it's not even... It's, it's not even kind of close. Um, there were a lot of people, a lot of people that voted for President Trump. But you, you'd never know that the way that it is treated and the way our government is run. Absolutely not. Local rapper has been identified as Providence's 23rd homicide this year what's his name again Beatsy something or something um let's see I forget what his uh he goes by I think it was an aspiring rapper 23rd of the year shooting was targeted perpetrator he lived in the home and drove up the location they haven't nailed that down yet he's living with a family member or friends no one's been taken into custody oh that's right hammer beans Hammer Beans, local rapper. I, I, I have some of the information, but I mean some of his rap, but um, but I, because of the language, uh, I, I am unable to play it. He was a member of, they called themselves the Harriet Street Gang. So they're a very active gang. Mayor Lorza does not like it when we mention gangs. He likes it. should just be groups of people. Groups of people. So, but he went by the name Hammer Beans. Uh, B-E-A-N How do you spell it? B-E-A-N-Z. Hammer Beans. Harriet Street Gang. He faced gun charges 2017 and arrest during a drug raid that same year. He has history with law enforcement, to put it mildly. Police are uncertain what prompted the shooting. Not clear whether his association were cause of the homicide. Um, there was a report he was shot in the head. 
but they cannot confirm that. What did Mayor Lorza say? Senseless violence. There's too many firearms on the street. The people are not to blame. It's the guns to blame, said Mayor Lorza. Oh, all right. That's right. This is like the Alec Baldwin theory of the guns are just going off by themselves. Mayor Lorza, it's the availability of the guns. That's unacceptable. We need to get these kids something to do. Yeah, the guy's 33 years old. Alors, as may I understand, our community needs to feel safe. That's why I'm putting in more bike lanes. Huh. What bike lanes? Bike lanes are keeping people safe. How old is he? We need to find Mayor Lorza said he wants to, he's 33 years old, the guy that was shot and killed. Mayor Lorza, we're going to extend the summer basketball league. Yeah, that's great. Except it's December, Mr. Mayor. I mean, is there anyone less qualified than that guy? Maybe he could come up with more useless suggestions. Is that is that possible? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy, that Channel Ten report on the voting is just—I mean, that is just ridiculous. It just is. Oh, I want to play. Um, let me play a little sound here. All right. Uh Let's see. Starting with, I like the stuff that Hillary Clinton uh, doing those interviews. That was funny that she read her speech. If I had won, here was the speech. <laughs> right. Key word there. If. All right. Let's go with some of the sound that we have on ABC's This Week. Former Governor Chris Christie, who plans to run for president. Uh, talking about the the January sixth commission is just foolishness, but we'll we'll play some of the sound of uh, here we go. The PowerPoint that you just referenced, Mark Meadows was cooperating and handed over a slew of emails that included this PowerPoint that showed exactly how they were line by line that day, one path for overturning the election. Um, he's you know, President Trump got involved. He's no longer cooperating. Uh, but but exactly what happened that day in terms of. What happened when the the crisis calls were coming in, in those hours that the president didn't act? The committee needs to figure that out. They're not there yet. The committee also needs to figure out what happened with members of Congress potentially aiding and helping some of the writers, perhaps in the days before. Um, That also hasn't been... They haven't gotten to that yet, um, but that is is left to do and still on the docket. Except, let's see, how much looting was done? How much looting was done on January 6th? None. Uh, How many cities were burned on January 6th? None. Right. There's the answer. None. Um, But let's just keep going down that. All right, here's where, uh, this was on CNBC, Squawk Box. They mentioned Rhode Island and the variant. I want to um, play this. It's 117. It's not that long, but listen to this. According to NBC data, you're looking at some really big upticks in, in COVID cases, not not Omicron. This is like COVID in general, just the positive test response is coming back. Um, Rhode Island up 140% in two weeks. You've got Vermont up 132%. Gains of over 100% for West Virginia, Illinois, Oklahoma, Connecticut, New Jersey, all about 95%. I mean, those are some big spikes. Is this what we anticipated because of the holidays or is, is this more concerning than that? No, this is the Delta wave um, 
sweeping across the country and the two parts of the re country, the two regions that really hadn't had their delta waves yet were the states around the Great Lakes, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, which, which have had a very dense delta wave in recent weeks and now is starting to peak, uh, and New England and the tri-state region. I think we have the answer to the question of whether or not the tri-state region was going to be largely impervious to delta because of the high immunity here. It's not. And so we're seeing the last, um, last part of the country that really hasn't had a delta wave now have that delta wave. So the south, the southeast, the southwest, the Pacific Northwest, most of the, the mountain states in the Great Plains have really been through their Delta Wave. Cases are ticking up there, so the national numbers are going up, but they're ticking up because of the holidays and the cold weather. So even in places like Florida, where prevalence has been very low, you're starting to see it tick up. I think what's concerning about the UK for the US is the UK has a very similar composition of immunity to the US. Um, you know, there's some speculation that perhaps we were going to be more impervious to Omicron because of our high rates of vaccination and boosters, people who've been infected and vaccinated. But when you look across our composition of immunity, especially when we're done with this Delta wave and 90% of the population has either been infected or vaccinated, it's very similar to the composition of immunity in the UK. So if the UK has a bad experience with Delta, with Omicron, excuse me, it's a good indication that we're going to be at risk as well. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I was I, 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 there is just no end to this. But again, with, with all the talk about what's going on, we're still not hearing anyone that it's taken any lives in this in this country. All right, let's go to uh, this is Hillary Clinton, part two of the Sunday sit down where she's on the Today Show. Hillary Clinton discusses the state of the Democrat Party. Let's yeah. hear this. So what do you see as the state of the Democratic Party right now? I think that it, it is um, a time for uh, some you know careful thinking about what wins elections and not just in deep blue districts where a Democrat and a liberal Democrat or so-called progressive Democrat is going to win. I understand why people want to argue for their priorities. That's what they believe they were elected to do. So, look, I'm all about um, having vigorous debate. I think it's it's good and it, it gives people a, a chance to, to be part of the process. But at the end of the day, it means nothing if we don't have a Congress that will get things done, and we don't have a White House that we can count on to be sane and sober and stable and productive. Oh, she is still so bitter. So bitter, as a matter of fact, folks. It's really, really uh, ironic just, just how angry she is. Um, folks, and again, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. On AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online outside the website, topetro.com. How about a man was robbed in Philadelphia while walking out of his own wedding reception? <laughs> walking out of his own wedding reception. Hey, you know what's a problem in Chicago? Bus drivers getting attacked. Bus drivers getting attacked. 300 bus drivers in the city of Chicago have been attacked this year. Listen to this. Yeah, the union that represents Chicago CTA bus drivers said they're tired of taking a beating while simply trying to do their jobs, and now they're, if you will, ready to fight back. Uh, the Amalgamated Transit Union is working with about five private security companies to provide the protection they say they aren't getting from police or CTA security. They say there have been more than 300 incidents of bus drivers being assaulted or injured this year alone 
around. So starting tonight, the security guards will be posted at a handful of hotspot routes where drivers have recently been attacked, like here at the corner of Washington and Michigan. And they'll check that everything's okay as the buses pull up. Last weekend, a veteran bus driver was badly beaten by some teens who joined a large flash mob at Millennium Park. And today, his wife spoke at a news conference with transit union officials saying her husband was just trying to do his job. There has to be a stand on protecting uh. these bus drivers in a way that you have no idea. Wow. I just hope this never happens to anybody else. Enough is enough. We're fed up. Yep. We're tired. Yep. All we want to do is provide for our family. That's right. Not take trips to the emergency room. I mean, think about that. But again, folks, it's 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 the policy that that is going on right now, uh, and and all the violence in Democrat-run cities. It's it's not an accident. The president is just not up to it, right? Um, let's go back to this is ABC's this week that inflation is actually. Attacks on lower middle income people in the country. This is the bread and butter issues that the politics of this is what people are feeling. And it's Christmas season and people are trying to buy presents. And it's inflation is the insidious tax on the lower and middle income people in this country. Uh, the wealthy are fine. fine. They're able to, they're having, their asset values are increasing. They're doing great. But the middle and lower income Americans are feeling it. And it's, it's. And I'm not convinced that. I'm not convinced that Governor McKee fully understands the extent of of what's happening here. I don't. As far as, you know, with Biden slipping, because I think he is seen as, as I've mentioned, you know, a Biden moderate. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, again, visit the website, DePietro.com. Brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Pat Elston, call a 401 Four seven four fifty two fifty three services all over Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Listen, if you're selling a home, all I'm saying is you want to go with the most uh, qualified, experienced person. That person is Pat Elston. Contact Pat today. If you go to the website topetro.com, we have a uh, a link right to her. You can get a hold of her. And also, this portion of the program brought to you by R. E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coops. Call them today. Four zero one. 732-6562. Now listen, this week you get a little bit of a break because it is going to be mild. So you could contact RE Coogan and Heating at 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. RE Coogan and Heating. Call today. 401-732-6562. I want to play, I believe the um the shooter, the school shooter is actually right now appearing in court. I want to. I think we can actually uh, dip into that. And let me. Um, let's see. I think we can hear some of this. I believe you're just seeing him on. They're discussing the school shooter. Uh, 
Um, he currently is not able to benefit fully by what every other inmate in jail can. Uh, some has been due to a watch, but it is just very difficult. Uh, and the court knows the jail isn't conducive. It's not designed for juveniles. So, um, I, and so I would just like some direction. Do you want a written motion? And I can lay everything out. I, I just feel that it, if I have to look out for what is best interest, it, it's not being at the jail. I believe his needs can be met at, at the village. Um, at least he will have greater human contact. He will have more uh, services available to him to help him through this. Um, and and I, I just feel that it, it is truly in, in his best interest, and I don't know that he really meets the, the standard of the court rule and the statute. And um, and I know that, you know, his, his charge is not unique in the sense that there have been other children housed at the village uh, with these type of offenses and being charged as an adult. I just feel that he's... And, and Folks, I mean, that is outrageous that that 
his attorney. We'll see what the the judge ends up um, saying about that. Right now, it's one thirty. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. Now, folks, as you um, as you know, I mean, this week it certainly seems though we're having a little bit of a break with some mild weather. Today is uh, very delightful outside. As a matter of fact, I see sunshine. I see blue sky. Uh, nice day to get out, get some things done. And as a matter of fact, it, it looks like in tomorrow's going to be more of the same. Very, very pleasant. And then even up to a little bit higher. But my point is, who knows how this thing could turn. So now is the week. You have a little bit of reprieve. Make sure your heating system is working as efficiently as possible. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, their license in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, J.K.L. can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Now, right now, it's 1.30. It's Monday. It's December 13th. Wherever you're listening, wherever you can hear my voice, whether you're in Bellingham, Franklin, Uxbridge, Attleboro, or Smithfield, North Smithfield, Johnson, Lincoln, anywhere you can hear my 401-351-7600. JKL, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You can depend on JKL Engineering. The heating season is here. Let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. You're saying no gas? Guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Call J.K.L. right now. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Well, folks, good afternoon. I also want to play... um, Pete Ducey had some good questions for the uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. But I also want to mention, if you didn't see it, if you log on, you know what, I'll even post it on the website. It should be on the website. Uh, but, but that woman last week, they crashed the Governor McKee press briefing. She should have been arrested. She absolutely should have been arrested. Uh, but because, because I believe she started to say, um, because she she was a Latina, because she was mumbling about domestic violence, Governor McKee said, "No, no, no, let her let her talk. Let let her let her talk." Um, I the, the, total double standard. I, if if that had been, um, if that had been, I could just name so many different people that they would have been arrested at the, and they would have got the stun gun and dragged out of there. Um, but I want to um, let let's play. I believe we have the sound. Uh, Pete Ducey. Asking about the, uh, it's kind of funny that the the Fox Christmas tree was burned down, and then they put the new one up. By the way, that the talk about they, that was a half a million dollar tree that Fox had, 
Here we go. The big cities are dealing with these smash and grab robberies right now, the increase in criminal activity because some prosecutors are too soft on crime. Uh, I would say we have seen, I'm not going to attribute the reasoning from here, what I will tell you is we have seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic. There are a range of reasons for that, um, and what we're our focus is on is what we can do to address it. The president has proposed additional funding in the budget to make sure local police departments and cops have the funding they need. Uh, we have also worked directly with police departments in areas where they are seeing the highest impact of the crime, the retail theft, which, theft, which we have great concern about. That's what our focus is on currently, is action and doing what we can to make sure the funding is out there to the communities that need it the most. But I guess, what good does it do if you're going to give police departments extra money if they arrest bad guys and they bring them to jail and then they're not prosecuted, they're just right back out on the streets. I think, Peter, what our focus is on is making sure that uh, the local uh, leaders, the police officers and departments who know what they need for these communities, have the assistance and the funding they need. And that's what we're working around the clock on. So the final one would be just in the last week, uh, we saw a New York Post item about a pickpocket with more than 30 arrests back out on the street. Uh, we've seen an arsonist burn down a half a million dollar Christmas tree in New York City. Back out on the streets. Does the president think that that's good governing? Again, I think I I've like spoken that. to the president's concerns about retail theft. If you have specific and, and the actions we've taken for specific cases, I would point to the local police departments or the Department of Justice. Go ahead, Kelly. I like how he uh, brought up the Fox, the Fox Christmas tree. Folks, here's even Chris Wallace. Who stunned the people at Fox Bear by apparently uh, that he's leaving? But here's even Wallace saying all 12 cities he mentions are run by Democrats. The Here we go. The spike in crime across the country. At least a dozen major cities setting all time homicide records already this year. Meanwhile, major retailers are pleading for help as smash and grab robberies are on the rise. Now, Providence with 23. Providence with 23 uh, homicides that I believe no one else will say this, but that I believe one of the reasons is, in fact, it's it. No, it is. I'm telling it's because of the policies of Mayor Alorza. It's because of the policies of Mayor Alorza. Let's go back to and again, folks, good afternoon at 136. I'm also seeing Patrick Kennedy really been absent from the uh, scene in Rhode Island, but he's endorsing Seth Magaziner for for governor. I think that's interesting because the Seth Magaziner, he's the general treasurer. There's been talk about just how flat his campaign is going. It's going nowhere. But I want to play. This is Pete Ducey asked the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, if uh, the vice president is still in charge of addressing my, you know, the problem with um, illegal immigration at the border. Why hasn't she spoken to the president of Guatemala? Let me... Yeah, play that sound. Is Vice President Harris still in charge of addressing the root causes of migration from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala? She is, and I just announced a, a commitment that she's announcing this afternoon. So then why is it that she has not spoken to the President of Guatemala since June? That's six months. Well, I know that I, I did see this kind of strange report uh, from the President of Guatemala saying that uh, he's had no contact with the White House, which is inaccurate. Uh, he said uh, Vice President Harris is not spoken to her. And if she's in charge, why Why is that? Well, we 
have had a range of conversations, Peter, I think as reflected in our readout we put out last week with our national security advisor, with the vice president's national security advisor, with our NSC senior director, Juan Gonzalez. Uh, we put out an extensive readout of that uh, just last week, and we'll continue that. She's not in charge of anything. She's not in charge of anything. Now, there is something that is certainly concerning, folks, and it is the situation regarding Russian Ukraine. Let's go back to the White House uh, press briefing where Jen Psaki says deploying forces is on the table. So American forces could get involved if Russia invades Ukraine. This is news. Nothing like a new war. Let's, let's hear it. Here we go. Hold on. Over the weekend when he first spoke about the storms, he was also asked about Ukraine and Russia. Um, is there an active plan to deploy American forces to Eastern Bloc NATO countries if Russia forays into Ukraine? He suggested that there was something like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you seeking clarification. I think as, as our national security advisor has touched on, and I don't think we've uh, tried to hold back from, uh, there are a number of NATO partner countries, of course, in Eastern Europe, Eastern flank countries, as, as you just referred to them. Uh, and what happened, if you look back post-2014, is a lot of these NATO partner countries were looking for reassurance, were looking to plus up the presence there, uh, were looking for um, you know additional rotational deployments, and certainly that is on the table uh, should Russia decide to Ukraine. Wow. All right. So we bailed out of we bailed out of Afghanistan. But now we may get involved with Russia. That's interesting. You know, I'm seeing a question posted. This is interesting. Very interesting right now. Right now it's 139. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro show. Does Alan Fung run for governor, treasurer, or stay in the private sector? Hmm. Let me see if there's any. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I believe treasurer. I believe treasurer. I think that's a winnable race. I like Mayor Fung. I have voted for Mayor Fung. But I think he does not run for governor. I don't think he does. Folks, look at this headline. Snatch and grab crooks. Swipe one million in watches from a Chicago Lamborghini dealer. So they, at a Lamborghini dealer, they also have very expensive watches. So they broke in and they didn't obviously steal a Lamborghini, but one million in watches. Footage shows two men, masks wearing hoods, casually walk into the Lamborghini Gold Coast in broad daylight. As one stands guard at the door, pulls out a gun in his left hand, the other one strolls up to the by the window, pulls out a hammer, smashes the display, unfolds a bag, grabs seven or eight watches that the store says was worth more than one million combined. In less than 20 seconds, they were back outside the store, which had 10 customers, including young, young children at the time. Several staff members chased the crooks through downtown Chicago before losing them. The co-owner says Mayor Lori Lightfoot has taken a firm stand against crime. Um, We're here to run a legitimate business, not a Western shootout, he said. He was smart enough not to raise the gun because my people had guns, he said, of the crook who was armed. 
One of the thieves swiped eight watches worth more than one million at this Lamborghini dealership. If he had raised the gun, he would have got shot. He said, decrying how that would have left his staff in court defending ourselves. They said uh, it was the final straw for him after seeing crime soar in Chicago under Lori Lightfoot. They have to take a firm stand. If criminals get arrested, they get let go. Folks, this is all because of the, the convenient, the controversial lenient bail conditions. So where they, um, they let them go. How do you intend to ever solve that problem? Um, they don't do anything about it. They're going to lose a business. They've lost Macy's. They're losing Neiman Marcus. They may lose this store. Chicago is one of the cities hit by smash and grab robberies prevalent in L.A. and San Francisco. You know, and, and, and it should be pointed, Mayor Alorza has failed be- with crime, failed with crime because of his policies in the city of Providence. And no one talks about it. You know, and I'll also just say this, folks, it, it is a joke that and, and but I feel for the police. I feel for the police that they're they're not supposed to use the word gang. They're not supposed to use the word gang. They're supposed to. Their phrasing is they're just supposed to say groups of people. Um, th- th- this problem of soft on crime, it, it's a problem for the city. People don't feel safe. People won't go. You know who it is good for? It's good for suburban restaurants. It's good for suburban restaurants like the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Stop in and see them at the Coesed Inn. And there's a link on the website, dipetro.com. That's who it's good for. People are still going out. They don't want to deal with the hassle of it. Democrat-run cities are falling apart, and it's become a buyer beware. Why do you want to be somewhere where they're soft on crime? The criminals are taking advantage. The criminals are taking advantage. Um, Mayoral, it's no coincidence to me that Mayor Lorza is soft on crime. Now, I'm also seeing Governor Mickey expected to announce plans this week to address the riot in COVID cases. Folks, he can't, I don't believe he should announce a state wide mask indoor mask mandate i don't think he should first case of the uh, omicron virus was detected governor mckee said it's not time to panic person in their 20s lives in providence county returned from travel to new york no record of a booster shot not in the hospital and no death so what are we talking about then why would you do that? Now, one thing, it's not your imagination that has really slowed down is people um, trying to get their tests back. That's taking way too long. Governor McKee, to me, folks, is distracted by these bonuses and we're going to do this for the unions and we're going to do that for the unions. But nothing... uh, I like the journal. Police identify 23rd homicide victim, local rapper James Owens. Is he really a rapper? Does he make his money rapping? What, what does he have? Is he real? He's a rapper? Is he a wannabe rapper? Hammer beans? Is, he, is that how he earns his living? 
what, why are they identifying him as a wannabe? Maybe he, he has had some. I, I was watching one of his rap videos on YouTube. I can't play it on the air because of the language, but is he really a rapper? Isn't that just kind of like a hobby? <laughs> uh, let's not mention that he was in a gang. Remember, it's not a gang. It's just groups of people. Groups of people. The city is out of control because of the failed crime policies of Mayor Jorge Eloya. That's what it is. Mayor Jorge Eloya. That's the problem. He's the problem. He's failed. Providence, think of Providence. Providence elected a Guatemalan pres, uh, mayor who people didn't know a lot about his background, but it turns out he's very progressive to the left and it's been like a social experiment so and it's and it's failed by the way it is completely failed that also needs to be pointed pointed out that it has it's not been a success it's actually been an incredible failure um his His uh, policies, is is the city safer or is it more dangerous? It's actually more dangerous. So that's the way it should be viewed. And that's the way it should be described. And hopefully the next person that they get in there, whoever the next mayor will be, will hopefully come in and have law and order. And say, you know what? We're going to make the city safe. We're going to we're going to set up a situation when people enter the city, it's going to be safe. I also want to get to, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, you, there is still time, still time for some great Christmas gifts. If you go to the website DePietro.com in the shop. Unique, original gifts that will be delivered by Christmas Eve. There's a good piece of the Boston Globe. How will Dan McKee fare in the 2022 Rhode Island governor race? Results from 2018 may offer clues. If he's going to remain in office, where will his votes come from? The map of the results for the Democrat primary for lieutenant governor offer a baseline illustration of his strongholds and weaknesses. As he gets ready for that. So it's an interesting piece. And it gives new information. As lieutenant governor, he was in the right place at the right time when Gina Raimondo was named U.S. Commerce Secretary. So then he stepped in as governor of Rhode Island in March. But McKee almost missed that big moment. In 2018, when he ran for re-election lieutenant governor primary, he beat progressive socialist, anti-police, anti-USA, anti-military, Aaron Rugenberg, by only 2,500 votes, 51% to 49%. A closer look reveals Rugenberg won 21 cities and towns. McKee took 17. But McKee, the former Cumberland mayor, rolled up big vote totals in his home base, Blackstone Valley, including Woodsocket in the bucket, plus nearby towns. 
where he forged relationships with fellow mayors, including North Providence and Johnson. He also did well in areas with significant Latino populations, such as Central Falls and South Providence. Ruggenberg trounced McKee on Providence's east side, where he lives, helping him edge McKee in the capital city. By living in the city, it helped him. 51 to 48. And Ruggenberg won a range of East Bay towns. He won Borington, Bristol, and also Foster, South Kingstown. Uh, he talks to a Providence College person, blah, blah, blah. What this map shows me is the Democrat primary do well in their home base. Major difference won't be a two-way race. Six candidates. McKee, who lives in Cumberland. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, who lives in North Kingstown. I'm not convinced she has any support there. General Treasurer Seth Mag- Gazina, east side of Providence. Matt Brown, east side of Providence. Helena Folks, who lived there but now lives in Narragansett. And, I don't know, this Dr. Lewis Dan, he lives in Pawtucket. He's not a factor. Different ball game. When you're talking about five or six candidates, it makes the strategy a lot more complicated. The winner only needs 30% of the vote. Noting that in October, Senator Sam Zuria won with 31% of the vote in the five-way Democrat primary for the uh, district Senate seat. The 2018 map shows McKee was strong not only in the Blackstone Valley, but also amongst Latino voters. For instance, he took 73% of the vote in Central Falls. Well, he had the mayor, James Diosa, helping him. He also did well in Providence, the south side, a lot of Latino voters. But 2022, McKee will be facing Gorbea be the first Latina elected governor, who would be if she won. She's also received the endorsement of the Latino Victory Fund and Monez, Latino candidate who was born in Central Falls. So Myers says, I don't think there's any chance of him getting 73% again in Central Falls. I agree, that's not happening. Also in 2018, McKee had an ally in former Central Falls Mayor James Diosa. But the current mayor is not backing anyone. And Diosa is running for treasurer, by the way. So no one's being endorsed. Uh, they also noted McKee chose former Providence City Council President Sabina Matos. It's hard to believe that she was the president of the Providence City Council to become the state's first Afro-Latina lieutenant governor. Well, it's unclear how many people know McKee and Matos are working as a team. Matos is popular among Latinos in Providence, so it could help. Although she failed to help get someone elected for her seat when she became lieutenant governor. That has to be noted. So while the 2018 map offers an idea of McKee's strengths and weaknesses, McKee will enjoy much higher name recognition going into the 2022 race. As governor, benefits from daily press briefings, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But he's also facing several well-funded candidates, including statewide officials with higher name recognition than Regenberg. When he squared off, And he's also gotten some negative press with controversies, criticism. Um, His administration has made a lot of missteps. One of the key questions will be one of the Democrat candidates can mobilize the grassroots left. That's what Matt Brown is trying to do. Two progressive candidates split the vote in that Senate District 3 primary. Left-wing voters in Democrat primary can have a lot of power question is, is the grassroots left going to be able to get their act together, work on behalf of a single candidate? In an interview, Ruggenberg already beat McKee in 21 cities and towns saying, I was running a pretty clearly progressive platform, so I think places we want bigger, places where large persons are excited, 
about the progressive vision we're putting forward. McKee has a base in the Blackstone Valley where people have known him for decades. That's a strength. McGee benefits from support from mayors in Northern Island. Most places Rhode Island is not really an old school vote getting Democrat machine. But Johnston still has that. And North Providence has that. And I think you could argue when Socket has that. With Mayor Baldelli Hunt. Regenberg said one underreported dynamic was that the Ramundo campaign made a concerted effort to draw more moderate conservative voters in the Democrat primary against Matt Brown. And in the lieutenant governor's race, those votes went to McKee. McKee campaign spokesperson, Mike Trainer said the 2018 electoral mat uh, shows he has roots in the Blackstone Valley. He was born and raised there, mayor of Cumberland. As lieutenant governor, he wants to make sure the mayors were not ignored at the state level, blah, blah, blah. Map also reflects McKee's attempt to reach out to Latino communities like Central Falls and South Providence. So, but that's going to be different this time around. That's going to be different this time around. Um, by the way, that also at 154, that, from what I am told, really started the rift between the McKee camp and the Ramundo camp, where they felt he was, he failed to show appreciation. He failed to show proper appreciation that because Ramundo at the primary, that enabled McKee to beat Ruggenberg. The, the, that's what I've been told. The Ramundo people feel that if they didn't have the primary and they didn't get their voters out, he loses in the primary to Aaron Ruggenberg. As a result of that, that's what I was told, it started a big rift between Queena and McKee. That's what I've been told. Folks, right now at 155, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival. Stop it and see Shane. You know, they have won several Rhode Island Monthly Awards, Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Pop in and see them. Delicious food and drinks. And Shane is great. He runs a great place. Stop in and see them at the Centerdale Revival. So, folks, also, I do want to mention, I mean, it's just horrific what happened over the course of the weekend with those tornadoes. My God, they were so violent. Absolutely terrible with the with those tornadoes so the the um a key something key to watch this week is going to be if governor mckee folds he's he is under pressure to institute a statewide indoor mask mandate now the only thing that we can hope is that he does listen to businesses that are saying, please don't do this. Please don't do that to us. Restaurants and other businesses that are saying it, it's, it's going to hurt us if you institute this statewide mask mandate. It is. Folks, I also want to encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. We have some original stories. You can listen live there. You can also support the program, by the way. Uh, If you ever miss a segment, you just click on radio show. Boom, and it brings you there. You can click on shop, and it brings you inside the shop. 
You can contact me. We have very extensive story about how the homeless have invaded Warwick. I feel bad for the people in Warwick. $100,000 reward on who killed poor little Maya from Warwick. We also have, we were at the Let's Go Brandon store that is open now. We were there. uh, There's video of that up on the website. And then it is, you know, I've really looked into um, the the killing of the the murder, really, unfortunately, of the girl from Warwick, Maya. And um, I have what I think is the most extensive investigation that anyone has done. Uh, regarding that, and you can read about that on the website, topetro.com. You can also see our other sponsors like the Coeson Inn and Pat Elston and Tavolo Wine Bar and Tuscan Grill and the Senadale Revival and Surplus Provisions with tactical gear to keep you safe, your family safe, End Zone Sports Pub. We also have Brood Awakening, Allstate Lock, and also our friend Karen Etchells with Vast. Contact her. If you're a business, digital marketing, content creator, website designer, free consultation, Karen Etchells. I've known Karen for over 20 years now. Innovast, digital marketing, contact her, free consultation. There's a link right at the website, which happens to be dipetro.com. So right now it's 158. Again, folks, we are very fortunate. I mean, um, this is delightful weather. I... uh, Listen, get out there, shop local, help and support our our small local businesses that need our help. Let's hope that Governor McKee withstands pressure from the far left, from those, the naysayers. Uh, This type of weather, you can spend more time outside. Go out to eat. Go out and support our local businesses. Like, this would be a day you could sit outside at the lodge. Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food, great drinks. Stop it and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery and online at thelodgepub.com. So, folks, that is um, that is something that we're going to watch. It's uh, and, and this week, let's hope that Governor McKee can hold off those that are trying to push him on the indoor mask mandate. And with this good weather, you can spend more time outside and we won't have to worry so much about the virus. All right, listen, it's um, coming up. It's John DePietro. Enjoy this Monday. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Stay tuned for the John Dion program coming up right here after the 2 o'clock news. Enjoy this Monday.